Okay, good morning. All right, in today's uh, passage, Jesus warns about practicing your righteousness before people in order to be seen by them. And the two examples that he speaks about is giving to the needy in prayer. Just to give some context, I was reading about how um, doing these things of giving to the needy in prayer were actually pillars of Jewish piety back then. And the goal of these pious things, if you think about it, is what? It's to love God. To give to the needy is a way to obey God because you're loving other people. And that's the second most important commandment. And so prayer is um, so you can personally talk to God and to hear from Him. But Jesus' warning tells us that it is possible for the very things that are to connect us to Him to be done before the eyes of people and to get their praise, and thereby takes us away from relating with Him. And this has direct implications for us as ministers as we are often giving to people in need or we're praying for them or serving, whatever it might be. And it's possible for us to quickly turn these things which we are to help us ultimately or which are to help us intimately love and obey God into things where we do it for the eyes of men. Yeah, so Jesus' remedy uh, for this is from verse 4 and verse 6. He says, so that your giving may be in secret. Pray to your Father who is in secret. And not for the eyes of men. And we thought about, like, why does he say that? I think we would all agree that our motivations are mixed up so often. I mean, knowing, knowing that uh, we shouldn't do our pious acts for the eyes of men. But man, how difficult this is. But I think by taking away the gaze of people, um, you now allow your heart to go through that process of purification. Because when no one sees me and I'm called to take care of that thankless task of putting things away after a long day of work at HB maybe, I reach that point of asking myself, hey, why am I the, why am I the only one doing this? And yeah, then you get a chance to have that personal moment before God to just re- recommit your life to Him. And you, and you reach the point of saying, God, I'm doing this only because of you. Then Jesus says, your father who sees in secret will reward you. Yeah, so he puts the focus on the reward that he gives. And what is that reward? Well, I looked at some different commentaries. It talked about different things. One says the reward can be like God's pleasure. Like when a child pleases his parents because he did something good uh, and they're pleased. Another one said it's rewards that are in heaven because a few verses later in Matthew 6, you'll read in verse 20, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. So it sounds like rewards are things that you're storing up uh, treasures in heaven uh, and one day the rewards will be there. Um, And then another reward can be you having a greater confidence in God. You're, You're not like chaff that's tossed about, but you're like that tree knowing that doing good things for people is to... Um, for people to see is ultimately temporal and empty. So it's not explicitly stated here what the reward is, but I think we can circle back to the beginning of this passage to be reminded why we are doing these things in the first place. Yeah, in the first place to do these things was to relate and fellowship with God. But of all the rewards I can get, the reward of being in a growing relationship with Him, that would be the most valuable thing, the most meaningful thing. So to become so focused on God, on loving Him, on pleasing Him, that I don't have to now look to the right or look to the left, hoping someone will see my act of devotion. And to not have to do that, I think that's freeing in a way. Yeah, so when I'm doing things for the sake of others to see, for a brief moment, 
If they do see it, it feels good knowing that someone saw it. But compare that to the greater reward of knowing God and it doesn't compare. Then in verses 7 and 8, I see kind of like that same lesson. Verse 7, and when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. And so when you pray, don't just say things to be uh, heard by people. God hears them. He knows them even before I ask. But if He already knows before I even ask, then why even pray? Well, because prayer is a relational act. And I can come to my loving Heavenly Father who wants me to bring every need and worry and concern to Him. And God knows I have a lot of those things. Yeah, it's just that it gets so tempting to think that if I do pious acts before people, that getting people's praise or being seen by others is what I need. But I know it doesn't end up filling my soul. Well, to wrap things up, I saw the connection uh, with today's DT from this past week's DT on the Word of God, on abiding in Jesus, how everything starts there. When you're focused on His Word, when you're meditating on it, letting it kind of play in the background in whatever you're doing, that can take you away from trying to figure out how can you do things before the gaze of people. And that constant feeling of doing, um, of do people see me or notice what I'm doing can now be replaced by something greater, which is the Word of God. 